Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, We didn't get a chance to talk about this last football weekend, the Super Wild Card on the homies. We were, you know, bogged down into the offseason of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But anyway, in overtime, we're gonna do a little, we're gonna do a little uh, recap real fast. December 17th, 1995. Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the last football game played at the Cleveland Municipal Stadium. I know all of you all are old enough to remember that. What you didn't know from that time is the energy in the air was greater than had greater things coming for that um, for two guys on the sideline. Art Modell was moving that team to Baltimore. Everybody knows the story. But their head coach and one of their offensive uh, assistant coaches were not going with them. Bill Belichick. Maybe you've heard of him. He also had Nick Saban on his uh, on his coaching staff. Both of those two guys wallowing on that dirty, disgusting sideline full of losers. But under under underachieving football team, but they were still sharpening steel because after they left the terrible city by that mistake by the lake, they went on to become goats. They went on to win what? How many championships combined? Bill got six. Saban got seven, right? 13 combined. 13 combined. 13 combined. That is uncrazy. We lost both of them retired last week, walking away together, and they were mired in a muck together in Cleveland. Hmm. Also, without um, not to be ignored about it, when the team left Cleveland and went to Baltimore, they ended up becoming one of the better teams in the division. I, uh, immediately drafted two Hall of Famers, went, went on to win two Super Bowls, and also, as of right now, drafted maybe two MVPs. Mm-hmm. See, what I'm trying to say is better things happen for you when you leave Cleveland. <laughs> Dang. And and if you don't believe me, ask those draft picks that the Houston Texans got from Cleveland. I bet you they're I bet you they're a lot better. <laughs> not that they're not attached to Cleveland Browns themselves. Watson had to sit on the sideline and watch his former team beat his new team with a bunch of players that they got for him. Destroyed them. Destroyed them. That's crazy. Cleveland, nothing happened. Nothing good happens with Cleveland. They're all just a bunch of that city is just a bunch of uh, medical waste. Let's call it that. And I've been saying, I've been saying the Browns weren't good all season. It just took a while for it to finally show. But with that being said, I'm gonna end it on this note. They did end up getting saved by a new goat in 2016. Well, a new goat. 
Who's the new Golden to Oh, yeah, you're talking about LBJ. Appreciate you giving love to LBG. Jay, hey, thank you guys for rocking with us on the Homies Overtime on Fans First Sports Network. We're broadcasting live on Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. You can check us and get us on all your podcasts across Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which is going away, Spotify, and you're watching us live here on YouTube. Y'all, we got a few topics we're going to get to this evening. Overtime, because you know, overtime is all sports, man. Tate, I'm gonna swing it to you for the first topic concerning that DAT, DAK, DAKOTA, Dakota Prescott. Talk to me about what you wanted to say concerning Mr. In my opinion, Mr. Trash. Well, go ahead, bro. Do your thing. Don't get fined, Tate. We just went to overtime and you're gonna get fined again. Nah, I was I wasn't saying nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, man. So hold on. Go ahead and talk about something. I'll come back to it, but I got I got load the graphic up. We changed we changed podcast. So all right, got you, man. So listen, Beatard had a question concerning me with the offseason moves, swinging from information that's been covered on the Level Up podcast concerning concerning college football and the transfer portal. Um, the transfer portal has been absolutely bananas for not just the team that I cheer for, the Ohio State Buckeyes, but for college football in general. Um, money is getting changed hands like I've never seen it before. So, and players are jumping left and right. I mean, they've totally raided Alabama. For all you people that's out there that's listening to us on Fans First Sports Network, Alabama's cooked. Right. They're they're not a powerhouse anymore. They're probably a tier two SEC team right now. So I just want you guys to talk a little bit about your thoughts and feelings concerning transfer portal, concerning NIL. Do you think it's good for the game? Do you think it's bad for the game? Just your thoughts. Petty, I'm gonna start with you, bro. If college if coaches were being able to constantly get up and up and move and Break the rules and bring sanctions upon players who had nothing to do with it. If they if that was good for the game, then players being able to take their own destiny into their own hands is also good for the game. Good for the goose, good for the gander. No fun when the rabbit got the gun. You know all those sayings. Um, Absolutely. As far as nil, it's it's a it's a half measure. If personally how I feel about it, it's a half measure because it still doesn't do what you know these with the NCAA and all these universities should be doing and that's paying their employees but that's not the question you asked is it good for the game yes absolutely money is money is changing hands money is going to the 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 workers yeah. that's exactly what we like that's that's exactly what we like right the guys yeah. out here making that making the coin we ain't nobody tuning in to watch Saban you know even though the cameras are on them no one was Turning the TV, oh, I got to see how Saban paces the sideline. No, they want to see how how them boys in crimson how they get out. They want to see how the boys in scarlet and red get out. They don't care about what Ryan Day's wearing, you know what what visor he's got on, how rosy his cheeks are. No one cares. No one's watching that. No one's watching for them. They're watching for play on the field. So everybody being able to taste some money as far as football, football players being able to taste some money is great. Facts. Take more fresh. You're spending your take on NIL. Is it good for the game? Is it bad for the game? Just your thoughts. 
I think it's I think it's good overall. I agree with a lot of what Pay had to say, but I do think you need to have some type of regulation, though. It's the wild, wild west still, man. I mean, it like I mean, if you're doing this, then the competitive balance in football will always be off. You can 12 teams in the in the college football playoffs, but probably the ones that are able to spend the most money is still going to be the ones in the final four. Mm. You know, um, I feel like in, in the NFL, you have a salary cap. All the teams have the same salary cap that they're allotted to spend on players for players and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not fair that Ohio state can give a running back $8 million. Then you, then you come on down here to, to another school, I mean, it can be a power five school. It just don't have the budget Ohio State has, and uh, not be able to do that. But I do think the players deserve a nice part of the revenue share. I just think that revenue share should be equally divvied up amongst all the universities where they have to have the same cap of spending. Mm. And let's yeah, be I, let, let, let's keep it. Let, let's let's. Uh... Explain that out a little further. NIL is not a part of the revenue stream. NIL is, is is basically an endorsement. Facts. The universities, the NCAA, are not paying these guys. They they they're skating. They're still skating off for late. These guys are gonna still have to go out there and earn that buck for that for that you know, NIL money. Which again, topic for another day. Um, none of the it's always been who spends the most. Um, wins whether it's under the table or over the table, it's still, it's still, you know, who the deeper pocket is going to get going to get to the uh finish line first, yeah. No, so I, 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 I agree, I agree with what you're saying, and the NIL, but we we all know these universities are facilitating and negotiating a lot of these deals that a lot of these athletes get. These athletes not working for them, the universities are working for them to get them the money to keep them to stay at their school. So it's kind of, you know, one in the same, really. Yeah, they're not just paying the money outright. I mean, you got Utah, was it, that bought all their players new new, new trucks, yeah. new F-150s or something like that, I think. Yeah. And that's 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 small. Yeah. But that's what Utah can do. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, this the deal. And so – we're going to break a little news while we live on the air about transfer portal stuff going down. Freshman All-American Caleb Downs just announced less than 30 seconds ago that he's transferring from the University of Alabama to The Ohio State University. Transfer portal Alabama five-star recruit Julian Sand, who was the number one transfer portal Number one recruit in college football in 2024 said that he's going to announce in the morning and he's going to the Ohio State University. So now you got Wait, who, Will Howard. Who, who are you talking about? That's the quarterback, right? Yeah, the uh, the freshman quarterback from Alabama is coming to the Buckeyes in the morning. So now you got is he is he, I mean I, I imagine he's good. He was he was at Alabama, but he's a low fellow. He was the number one high school quarterback in the country, numero uno. Little fella, what 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 do you mean? What, what what's the stature? Six 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 one one ninety one ninety five six one one ninety six one one ninety seven. But he well, he's smaller than Caleb, so he's smaller than Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. Caleb Williams Caleb, like six just, two, ain't he? No, nah, Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams bigger than that. Caleb Williams right, just, six one two fifteen. Yeah, it's just writing that down. Okay, but but however, so now you done bought Caleb Downs. Now you got the center from Alabama. 
Now you got Will Howard. Now you got the the you're possibly going to get the left tackle out of Alabama. These guys, you got Quiz Jenkins, the running back from Ole Miss. You got Ohio State buying a team, and they're not the only team out there that's doing it. Georgia's doing it. Florida State's doing it. University of Texas is doing it. You are these top tier universities are buying teams. And that's where I have an issue or a problem, even though I know we're going to reap the benefits off of it by being a Buckeye fan. Listen, man, it's it's only the strong will survive. And if you're not a top-tier squad, you don't you don't stand. I hate to say it, you don't stand a chance in hell. <laughs> if you if you don't have the money and the bread to be able to get these kids, man, come on, man. Come on, man. So that's why I say in college football, take pay. I agree. It's the wild, wild west. Pay, I agree that the players should get paid and compensated for what they do. Tate, I agree there should be some regulations. But right now, bro, only the strong is surviving. And I'm telling you right now, by being a Buckeye and being a homer, we're buying a team. We're buying a team to get a championship. It's, 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 oh, we have, uh, between us, Georgia, and Florida State and Texas, we have totally rated Alabama's cover board. Totally rated it. And so now, you're going to really see what it takes to have money to be able to get a team and win in college football. And Buy a team to beat Michigan first. That's what they bought the team for. That's what they bought the whole team for in totality. Oh, and by the way, breaking news. It's not breaking news. It was dropped earlier this afternoon. Bill O'Brien is officially the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. Go back and look what Bill O'Brien did for his two years in Alabama, and to, including Bryce Young winning the Heisman Trophy. Go Bill back O'Brien, and look former did, New didn't England he coach of Penn State? Yeah, he I, coach I, of Penn State, New England Patriots. Yeah. He is the official OC for Ohio State. Bro, it's a lot going on, man. This NIL and all this, what it man, it's a lot going on. And so, like, college football will never look the same. This 12 team playoff thing is who, in totality. Hey, hey who, who's going to be Florida State quarterback next year? Uh, Ward. No, 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 not Ward. Ward went to Miami. Um, they haven't got, they don't got a quarterback yet. Ward, Ward from, from Washington State? Yeah, Ward from Washington State. Went he to went Miami. in the draft. He said he's going no. in the draft. No, he came back and declared and went back. He's at Miami. He's at the Hurricanes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so Florida State don't have a quarterback right now, but they've rated Alabama's uh, uh, covered. They rated their covered. So tell me, t- tell me a little bit about this, this, uh, this guy Ohio State just got Sands. He's not. He, he'll sign in the morning. They just got Caleb Downs. Who's I know a the DB. Off. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Who is the quarterback though? Sands was the number one high school quarterback in the 2024 24-7 composite rankings for quarterbacks in the country. He was number one, number one. Oh, and he was recruited directly by Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien recruited him at Alabama. That's how he got there. So Bill O'Brien might be bringing his quarterback to Ohio State. I, if that happens and it goes down, the quarter, the three quarterbacks in Ohio State will be Will Howard, Saying and Aaron Nolan, Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz is hitting the portal. Ain't no ifs, ands, buts about it. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Tay, you know, you, you do know, yeah, that they didn't, they didn't got almost the last three years, but before that, we we them we beat them 15 out of 18 or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. still, 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 the last game. Hey, Dennis mm-hmm. Pablo, hey, great facts. That is correct. DJ Uilule is the quarterback for Florida State University. Trans- is that where he went? 
transfer from Oregon State University. Absolutely. Thanks, Dennis. I mean, absolutely great facts. Absolutely thought, great facts. Didn't didn't Michigan know how State play last weekend? In no, basketball, basketball, and yeah. and the return of the Fab Five. Shout out to Ray Jackson, friend of the podcast. Ray, we've had you on. We're gonna get you back on. So the Fab Five showed up for the first time ever. You know. Together in Michigan, everybody, so, every everybody showed up for Ohio State, Michigan. There was football, basketball, probably softball. Yeah, it's just one of them things. I'll, do Illinois got somebody like that? No, mm -hmm. Nick Anderson. No. Oh, do maybe do do people show up for North Carolina Duke football? Nah, uh, I wouldn't know. Nah, right, because you don't show up for it. Yeah, because no, nah. I that's not my squad. I don't watch them teams, so. I would not hey, be able to tell you. I can't. Hey, Ohio, Ohio State basketball lost three in a row since I said something to you about them being 12 and learn. Two last time. Well, learn. Last little, last little talking point concerning NIL college football, and I'm done. Ohio State University hired Texas A&M's athletic director, which is changing the game. Big G, you, you, you talk about stuff, though. None of us really know, man. I don't know who the athletic director is. Well, he was the athletic director at Texas A&M University, and he's putting together, it's called the foundation, which that's how they're able to get these guys out of the portal. They they just offered Caleb Downs $1.75 million, and he took it. $1.75 million, and the kid was an All-American well, freshman, All-American. Texas A&M had more money than anybody. He probably got people. From you know, down there, that's going to help give money up here. That's how you know it works. the truck structure stuff. That's, but, that's, hey man, so I said I would have something to say about Dak and the Cowboys, right? Facts. And I needed, I needed my, my little graphic to explain it. So these are listed teams that have had three consecutive 12 win seasons. Yep. The most recent are the Cowboys. Yep. Three straight. Man, the Patriots had eight straight. That's when Brady was beating up on the bums in that division between 2010 and 17. But all these teams have advanced to a conference championship game. A lot of them advanced to a Super Bowl. Majority of them, only three haven't advanced to a Super Bowl. And some, a lot of them have won Super Bowls. Cowboys ain't got all zeros going across that column them columns. You see them at the top? Yeah, that's trash. Keep going. 312 game winning winning games, game winning seasons. Uh-huh. Conference championship games, zero. Uh-huh. Super Bowl appearances, zero, obviously. Uh -huh. Super Bowl wins, zero. Yep. Um, and they decided to keep Mike McCartney this week. Well, how do you guys feel about that? Go ahead, Pay, because I, I I'm gonna say a whole lot because you know I'm gonna destroy the the Cowboys. But go ahead, Pay. Go ahead. So Pay. I'm gonna lay out so you can go ahead and get that get that off your chest. Um, I was shocked when I initially heard it. I, I thought he was, you know, dead man walking as soon as that uh, that final play happened. Uh, but no, uh, he he was brought back and mostly probably brought back because Jerry doesn't want to pay him pay him as a lame duck. Well, he is a lame duck, but he doesn't want to pay him. His the rest of his contract after he fires him. He still has one year left. So he's really a lame duck going into it. So he basically said, you know what? I'm going to put off this coaching search until next year because we all 
that's pretty much what it is. So I, after I found out his contract situation, I said, you know what? Okay, that's just what it is. Uh, he didn't need to fire him now. Um, but you know what? It, you go a long way in this world, you know, uh, kissing, you know, kissing boots. Uh, and that's exactly what Mike McCarthy does. A lot of people believe that's what Jerry likes from his head coaches. You know, if you all remember, he got the job because he had a sleepover with Jerry. So, you know, hey, playing the game, you know, save you some money sometime. A sleepover? You remember that? When he was, uh, what's his name? Jason Garrett was fighting for his job. And Mike McCarthy, he was interviewing, Jerry was interviewing new coaches. Mike McCarthy came to his house to interview, and then he oh. stayed, stayed the night. And that's what, you know, then like a day or so later, announced as the new coach. And now you, not, that's why we got Jason Garrett on TV looking like a, uh, uh, one of them cyborgs from I Am Legend. Mm. Wait, that's he the looked, wrong movie. He looked, he that's looked, the wrong he, movie. From Terminator 2. Yeah, one of them. Terminator 2, he liked that police officer. So, so Tate, listen, man. Pay, listen. And I wish B-Dirt was here too, man. I mean, I've been saying Dak is trash, and I'm going to keep on saying it. But the issue is, really, Jerry trash. The issue Wait. is Jerry, Jerry trash. That's the issue. You can't change the owner. You can't get rid of the owner. But it's Jerry. Jerry has been trash since he fired Jimmy Johnson in 1997. He's been trash ever since. They're never going to get back. It was, ever. it was it was it was it was before that because they won the last Super Bowl in '95, and that was Switzer. So '95, '96, he's been trash ever since. He he took Jimmy Johnson's swagger or whatever you want to call it, and tried to duplicate it with the Cowboys for a 30 year period, and it's not going to happen. He continues to enable players on his team that think that they're good. And coaches that think that they're good. He continues to, he talked all that mess. This is so devastating. It's the worst thing I've ever seen happen to me as a coach. And blah, 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 whoopty skip. It wasn't even 72 hours. And he rehired McCarthy. And guess what? He ain't getting rid of that, who's trash. He ain't getting rid of Dan Quinn, who's trash. And he's not going to bring in big money free agents like all these Cowboy fans out there think that he's going to do by bringing in Derrick Henry, by bringing in Mike Evans, by going after uh, Devontae Adams. But he's not – by getting – the most absurd thing I've heard in the last 48 hours, oh, T. Higgins is going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. T. Higgins ain't going to no Dallas Cowboys. The Bengals would franchise tag him before they let him go. But Cowboy fans are just so delusional to think and believe and feel. The Bengals, the, the, the Bengals got to gotta pay CD. The, the Bengals got to pay who? I mean, the Cowboys got to pay C.D. Lamb. Correct, correct. So so the issue is Dallas Cowboys continue to have delusions of grandeur, thinking and feeling and believing that there's something that they're not. And that's why they get the trash sign from me all the time, starting with their quarterback. He is horrible. All the stuffing, and that's why I was bringing it up on homies, the homie show earlier. All the regular season awards in the world. And coming to playoffs, he continues to play trash every time. People try to justify, oh, that that's not the reason they lost. Dak threw two picks, and one of them was a pick six in a 14-0 game. Dak is trash, and he's going to stay trash. 
He's not going to help you win. But in Jerry's mind, he's he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Stop it, bro. We're at least in Pittsburgh. We're not stuck in that mentality. But in Dallas, I, you, you and guess what? If you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, payday. What's that called? Insanity. Uh-huh. So that's what you got going on down in Dallas, Texas, or wherever they play, shout wherever out, they like to call. Shout, shout out to the cuz TT. Ma usually pop up in the uh live chat. I ain't I ain't seen him. He he he's somewhere high and he called me a couple hours ago before we got on here tonight. But because right. he's scared, he's scared of this. Let me let, let me let me let me bring it back. I, I I extended it so you can go out out there and uh and get get the get your row off on the on the anti cowboy. Talk. I'm gonna get to your question in a second, Claude. Talk about defensive player on the on the next segment. So I just want to I want to give Jerry his his just his, his just due. He did say in his announcement to retain, not rehire, but retain Mike McCarthy. He did take blame for his for you know, he took blame for the loss on himself as well. He said everybody, players, coaches, McCarthy, and me the owner and general manager. That's so I do. I definitely want to put that out there. How now with that said, there is no other general manager in any sport, anywhere in any universe, in any multiverse, DC or Marvel, um, everything, er, everything, everywhere, all at once, whatever multiverse you want to talk about. There is no general manager that can keep their job and not have a Super Bowl appearance or championship game appearance in these amount of years. We're talking close to 30 years now. Total facts. No, no general manager. And because Jerry, Jerry Jones has that uh, dissociative uh, arrangement with his team, it, it causes conflict. Yeah. I believe Jerry Jones is one of the better general managers in football. However, just because you are one of the better ones as far as like getting talent, drafting talent, you know, he, he's box office, but it doesn't show up when he needs to show up. So any other general manager that isn't the, also the owner would have been fired a long time ago. Now, with that said, um, the Cowboys do, do have, as Tate said, the Cowboys do have to sign up um, CD this, this year, this offseason. That is right. that is number one on their on their buck. On their book, you cannot do that yet. That's why he hasn't done it yet. Same thing goes for Dak. Dak is on a Dak. This was a career, a contract year for Dak. He can't let him go yet. <laughs> you have to wait till the uh, new year starts, and that's in March. So, just wait. We will see where where Jerry's look where Jerry's leaning in a little while. Just you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Shout out to Pump the Brakes Show. Tape Boy Fresh, after. We appreciate you. We know we're chat general. I'm going to read your comment. She said, for the excellent season of coverage, looking forward to the off-season conversations. Much love. We appreciate Thanks. chat general. We appreciate it. Thanks, Afton. And you know what? I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you the double salute. I ain't going hey. both ways, but I'm giving you the double salute. <laughs> hey, look how you're trying to spin it, man. Look how <laughs> That's not spinning it. That's, That's literally – what you said versus what I said. I'm gonna start calling you the spin doctor. <laughs> you call me. You call me. Hey, y'all. Y'all talked about a new a new uh, segment we was gonna have at the beginning of homies. You said you're gonna uh, let it marinate, right? Yeah, let it marinate. Let's so what's, do it. What's, 
What's that all about? Y'all talking about that? Thanks. Thanks again, Athlete. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate your support every single week. Absolutely. Marination pay. Hit it. What's going on with it? Me and G was having a talk backstage before our first hour of power. And I was like, you know what? I've got I've got a take. I've got a hot. It's, it's kind of hot, but it has it, it's not ready to come out the oven yet. So, you know what? I'm going to just I'm going to give you a taste of it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give you the full take. Yet. I'm going to let it marinate. I'm going to come back in about 90 days or however, however long. And then just, let's just see, you know, just see if I'm really still feeling this. And then just let it go. Mm. Freaky Friday. <laughs> so what? what's the what's the take? You got to give them a taste. You ain't telling them nothing. <laughs> All right. So you know how you both are so infatuated with Justin Fields. Yeah. So there is, in the event Justin Fields does come available in the next few months or whatever, I've got a... I've got you dead to I got you both dead to rights. I got you both, but it I can't spring it on you yet until he becomes available. So you know I'm just I'm gonna let that marinate. I'm gonna let that sit. Just let it let it cool out for a second. I think, but in the I event think, but in the event it happens, I got you. I think he even becomes more available because Bill Belichick, like he going to Atlanta. Belichick don't want Justin Fields. That's total facts. And Kirk Cousins said, if I don't play in Minnesota, there's no way I won't want to play for Bill Belichick. So Kirk Cousins could go there and run the offense with all those pieces they got. Bill Belichick get the defense together. And Atlanta probably will win the NFC South next year. Just quick take. That's all. Total facts. And, and, right. and Pay, before we move on, Tate is a little higher on Justin Fields than I am. He's a little higher. I, I, I would prefer – to have a drafted first-round quarterback. If Michael Penix Jr. and J or Jaden Daniels is available, I would prefer to have those. We've the talked about that, G. Would be Justin Fields. Big yeah. G. We've talked about that, G. Neither one of them are better than Justin Fields. Justin Fields has three years' experience, and I believe that he win three of his last four games paid at the end of the season. He did. And he has, he has experience. You get him with a good offensive coordinator – with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, what'd you say? Y'all have that? No, I said if you get him with a good offensive coordinator, Najee Warren, Najee Warren, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Frymuth, you got playmakers all over the field, and Justin Field is the callus of that, man. That's I'm right. telling you, when a play break down the other day against Buffalo, a play broke down, and Mason stood in the pocket long as he could, but he couldn't do nothing. He can't yeah. move. He can't roll and get out the pocket. You know, if a gap open up in, in the D line where he sees a hole, he can yeah. run and, and slide down and get five or six yards. Yeah. Justin Fields was going is going to run further and faster than Josh Allen did against us. Yeah. That's just a whole other element to the game, man. And I don't want to. Michael Penix is not better than Justin Fields. Jaden Dale, I like him. I don't want to wait on a rookie again, man. We need we 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 need to get in there and do something now. And Justin Fields is. 25 years old, what, Jane Downs, 23? No, nah, give me Justin Fields. This is I, why I, you all I, are I, st stuck in this position. You're not just going to go – you keep trying to kick this can down the road. You've been doing it since Big Ben's last, what, three years? Facts. Go get your own quarterback. Stop it with the Stop it with the bridges. Stop it with the old guys. Stop it with the bums. Looking at you, Mitch and Mason. 
Go get your own quarterback. And you got, and there's enough in this draft for you to do it. If you're if Omar Khan is what you all say he is, he is he can get up and get that quarterback. Yeah. Whoever he he is. I don't think I don't I don't think uh Penix I, don't, I think he's a I think he's a good franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, just from what I've watched, but his age and his injury history a little scares me a little bit. I, if he was staring at me in the draft, I would be like, I would have reservations. However, oh, I, I still think, you know, if you can get somebody who's right there in his, in the prime of his life, who's, who's seen the, what he's seen as far as on that level. And he, and he's clearly better than that level. He's oh. ready to perform. At the uh, at the NFL level, something you uh, did not see from your court, your current QB one Mike. Who are you talking about? Penix. Man, um, I like I, I like Penix, man. And I don't worry about his injury history. I don't worry about his age. He's gonna be twenty four. Kenny Pickett was the same age, I think, coming out when the Steelers drafted him. I think he'd be twenty. I thought won't he be twenty five by the time the season starts? No, no, his birthday's no? in November. Yeah, okay. November. So he'll be twenty five before the season ends. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, yeah, listen, just stop kicking the can down the road. You got you got a high enough pick. There's enough prospects out there. Go get one and develop one. But first first and foremost, get you a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, he'd be he he'd be 24 in May. Yeah. I think Kenny Field Kenny Fields. Kenny Pickett turned 24 in uh June of the year after he was drafted. Before the season dra- starts. Drabbles in April, he turned 24 in June. So I'm not worried about that. And I'm not worried about no injury, man. You 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 draft, you you take swings, you take shots in the draft, man. You don't you don't you don't draft out of your fears. You gotta you gotta swing for the fences, look at the ceiling, not the floor, and go for what you want. I don't see, like I said, I just don't want a rookie quarterback again, man. We can get somebody that is young, and I'm not talking about somebody, I'm talking about that one guy. Get somebody that is young, that 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 battle and was was arguably better than uh Trevor Lawrence coming out of coming out of high school and dueled him and should have beat him in the uh, national championship, the playoffs. They both the year they left. That is facts. You know what I mean? I really think the Bears is the place where quarterbacks go to die. You know what I mean? No, 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 no hate on your team, pay, but we all know y'all ain't had it, and y'all probably gonna mess up Caleb Williams too. I'm they glad y'all bl- didn't take C.J. Stroud, but they, uh, they're gonna we, blow it. You can't say Chicago is the place where quarterbacks die. That's because what everybody had, says. I didn't just make no that one up. says that. They, they say that about wide receivers, maybe, but quarterbacks. No. You can't. You can't give me an example of a quarterback being better after they left Chicago. In fact, I can give you a prime example of someone being worse after they left Chicago. You're talking about Mr. Biskies. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, talking about Mr. But y'all should never drafted him. That ain't gonna, I mean, yeah, we should not have dra- drafted him. Yeah, we should not have overrated him as, as what majority of the NFL was doing with at him at the time. However, however, hey, it, hey, it, hey, it, it hey, ain't got hey, nothing to do with the hey, city. Hey, Big G, you need, you need to take a break, man. Absolutely. So listen, we're going to come back with this conversation concerning draft and moving forward with certain positions on the FFSN Steel Curtain Network, Homies Overtime Podcast. If you're watching us live on YouTube, give us about a couple of seconds to pause. We got to pay some bills, get some commercials, and team with our partners to get this commercial work done. Check us out in about 10 seconds. We'll be right back. 
And we're back with the homies overtime. Thank you for that quick word from our partners and our sponsors. We appreciate it. We're back live on Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network, talking that mess and talking that game. Yes, Big sir. G. Before I forget, man. Fact. What? What fact? It's a fact. I gotta 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 <coughs> gotta get paid with it. Hey what? man, so where it came from, quarterbacks go to die. The only quarterback in y'all history that's won a Super Bowl is was it who was it? Jimmy McMahon. McMahon. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon stated that the Green Bay Packers was the best organization that he has ever played for and went on to say quarterbacks go to die in Chicago. The only wow. guy that ever brought you a Super Bowl is the guy saying it. Hey. First of all, I need to know your source. Second of all, he didn't play in Green Bay. He stood on the sidelines in Green Bay. He says the best organization ever played that he's been part of. Then he can say that. Well, are, are what do you what did you read? He, he I remember Jim McMahon backing up Brett Favre. Do you know the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show? Never heard of it. Oh, uh, all right. Well, that's the source. Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Oh. So, that might so, let Jim McMahon go on there and slander the city. Mm-hmm. Terrible. So, so the issue is this, I, and I guess this is the broader paint stroke concerning this topic, right? I think all three of us, and even if we had B-Dirt on the show right now, I think all four of us would agree. The fastest way for an NFL team is to identify and land their quarterback one. I think that's easier said than done. I think that's easier said than done. However, there are teams that have been consistently able to identify and get their quarterback one. And I think when you start when you start talking about the Bears versus the Steelers, who neither one of those teams supposedly has their quarterback one. The issue is what do both of these franchises have to do to ensure that they have a quarterback one to be in position to could start contending for their division. Well, the so the, the, the Bears gonna get one whether they keep field, they draft Caleb Williams. They got one. They had they they have the ammunition to get done with they whatever they want to get done. Okay. The Steelers don't. And you say pick Penix if he's there at 20. I was I would I was with you maybe at 20 against the Texas game. But how he okay. looked against Michigan and an elite defense that's not better than any NFL defense. I'm like, nah, I mean, maybe if he's there in the second round, maybe. Like, well, there, there was a lot going on as far as Washington's offensive line, too, in that discussion. Because Michigan has – Michigan's front rotating eight. I think at least two of them is going to be first-round draft picks, and I think all they, eight of them are going to play in the NFL. They beat so, I give you that. So so, so there's a lot offensive line. And one, and one thing goes with another. And this is why – and, Pay, I'm going to swing this question to you. This is why I think it would be a disservice for the Bears to move off of Justin Fields because he's not had the ability. It's not like he's KP8 and it's got all this talent around him and he can't play. Justin Fields has had nobody. Justin Fields' best player was this year with DJ Moore. I think Cole Kemet's serviceable. Darnell movies, nah, I don't know. But he's not had any help. So why move off of a guy who's 6-9, and nine, I mean, six and nine, oh, six and nine, seven and ten type tier 
right now, but shows you all kind of explosiveness. Justify to me, Pay, why you would move off of him to bring in a guy who I'm telling you from my evaluation standpoint, and you can check it on the Level Up podcast when I do the college football breakdown because I've been watching a lot of all 22 film, has a lot of red flags. Justify to me why, because on our side, Pay, we're talking about we want Justin Fields because we know we could stick him in the middle of a franchise and a team, and Justin Fields could do some great things for us. So, pay you justify that. Justify it. Hey, First man, real ball. quick, shout, shout, shout out to, to, to Val Hutchins, Darnell Mooney's mom we, we grew up with. Total facts. Total facts. Go Since ahead, pay. Yeah. First, the number the fastest way to get to a get to a competitive state with your team, not the quarterback. It's identifying the leader of your of your entire locker room. That is your coach. Okay. That that is that is the fastest way. Mm-hmm. Detroit is my number one example. Moving on from that, Justin uh, Justin Fields would not have a more would not be surrounded by more talent moving over to the black and gold. Um, the more the most talented wide receiver is it plays for the Chicago. The best running game is Chicago. No, no, tight end. Hey, come stop on, that. man. Stop that. stop that, dog. Stop that take. That takes horrible. Keep going. You can cancel that. <laughs> I wish I could rewind and take. I wish I could rewind and take that segment out. Hey, stop man. That. I mean, DJ Moore is good, but his 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 upside and ceiling is not better than George Pickens right now. Absolutely. And, and, and the running and, and game, Deontay Nasha, Johnson is better than Darnell Mooney. Yeah, and 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 Najee Harrison, Jalen Moore. Come on, dog. Stop it. Keep going, Pay. Keep going. What did I say? I said the best wide receiver plays for Chicago, right? Did I say his his his? Am I projecting? Or am I saying right now? Started out with weapons. That's exactly what I said because I'm coming back for what you said. You said he would be surrounded by more weapons playing in Pittsburgh. Fact, fact number one. And I'm not projecting. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm not projecting, which is what you're doing with Pickens. You're telling me what he can be. I'm telling you what is right now. DJ well, Moore is. Let me finish. No, let me finish this. Let me finish this. Did both the Chicago Bears running backs have over a thousand total yards? No, I okay, said the well, best okay. running game. Did I say running back? I said running you game. Said running Chicago's back. the best running. No, I didn't. Well, I said the best Big running team? game is in Chicago. They are the number one running team two years in a row. In two the league. In the league, two years That's in a row. That's because of Justin Fields' legs. Yeah, Justin, Fields. Justin Fields don't even play every game. So it ain't just for Justin Fields. He is he is a part of the running game, correct. However, and he ain't he it ain't just because of him. Those two, those running backs that we've had, Dirk, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and um Dante Foreman, they all put in work. It is a complete running game. So and, 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 and for real, Roshan Johnson, the best one of all of them. You ain't even name him. Roshan Johnson didn't do much this season. That's why I didn't name him he, as a rookie. He's the best talent, though. Okay, you're projecting again, and I'm talking about right now. Well, that's why I'm going off. Further, of. further, further to cement that point, Cole 2023 better, better don't mean nothing. 2023 don't mean nothing. The season just ended? Yeah. So, 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 Roshan, so, okay. so, so, so projections you, is all we got. That matters. No, it, 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 doesn't, it does not, because we're talking about right now. I'm talking about as we've seen. Right now, I'm not telling you what Roshan can be. I'm not telling you what Pickens can be. I'm talking about what I know right now. Now, to answer the question, G, to get back to the question at hand, why would we want to do that? Because at your at your worst, Caleb doesn't at your worst, Caleb would put us keep us right where we are. 
So that, and we have still what four years to play with him at his salary instead of giving Justin a Daniel Jones salary to still be eight and nine or seven and ten or whatever, whatever case may be. Why, why would you pay for that if you can just go get a, another quarterback who a has higher upside and b it, again at the at the ba- at the basement if he if we're going to be seven to ten with them. Okay, we might as well just pay him thirteen million a year as opposed to forty. Okay, so saying all that, combine Justin Fields with Marvin Harrison Jr. and combine him with possibly Blake Bowers at the number nine pick. And why now, are we dra- Why are we drafting a tight end? He's the he's better than freaking Travis Kelsey. He's better than Kelsey. Oh, yeah, oh, mark it down. Hot take me all you want to. I'm telling you right now, within the first three years, he's going to be the best tight end in the college in pro football. The best. He's that good. He's a generational, once-in-a-generation talent at tight end. They, they they said the same thing about Kyle Pitts, too. Kyle Pitts ain't had no quarterback. Okay. I would say the same thing about all the Steelers' weapons, too. But, but, but if you put if you put if you put him, Blake Bowers, the question Marvin the question was why are we drafting Brock Brock Bowers? We just signed Kokomet less than eight months ago. Because 12 because, personnel is how you win in the NFL. So you're telling me a team that had a almost a 365 year, a 365 day losing streak. The best way to get out of this is to, is to draft a tight end at the beginning of that draft. That's what you're telling well, me. So at when they already nine, have when tight end is not a hole for this team. At number nine, you're looking at best because you're not going to get the kid from Penn State that's going to play tackle at number nine. So you're looking at best, maybe Drew Alt, maybe. And Drew Alt is a project. Drew Alt is not going to come in and be a pro bowler right away at left tackle. He's not. Matter of fact, they're talking about moving Drew Alt to guard. So who where are you going with number nine? Guess what? Guard is is a need for this team. We need to replace three fifths of the start of the of the offensive line. We need an edge rusher. We need uh, maybe another defensive tackle. We might lose a cornerback. We need. We definitely. Want- we definitely need an upgrade of safety. These are these tell- are all these are all more important holes than a tight end. G. Tell tell me the number one edge rusher in the draft this year, and tell me the number one safety. You can't name him because unless you really have dope, dope, dig, dug deep in college football, you can't. Nobody's jumping off the paper. There's nobody out there like that, bro. There's nobody. The, the number one edge rusher is UCLA's edge rusher, and he'll probably go like 10 or 11. The number one safety will go at the bottom of the first round. So you're going to drive him at nine, so you're going to reach? So no, I hear no, you. No, I am I'm against reaching. I say, you know what? This is not a need for us. Let's trade back and get them. I, I hear you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think the Bears are going to blow it. They're going to blow it. <laughs> that was, <laughs> we did a whole. We we got walked around the block a whole other time just for you to say that. I, I, no, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, when when you lay it all out on the table, I think they're going to blow it. Well, you said so, that before the draft last season too. In uh season season two. Opening episode of the homies. You're almost we're almost at the opening episode of season three. But yeah, yeah you said the Bears are gonna blow it then. And you said they, you're probably saying they're gonna blow it now. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. All right, so we got to get to the picks, man. We're at the 47 minute mark. We got to run through these picks for the playoff, remaining playoff games in the National Football League. Pay, start it out, and let's go, man. 
All right. You all got the you all got the uh, the teaser from B Dirt. Our records from last week. Um, me and G, we were two and four. Um, the leader in the clubhouse was B Dirt, who's not here to take his victory lap. He was five and one. Mm. And you, as as I as I already stated, the teaser that B Dirt was leading up to, great in the regular season, trashing the trashing the playoffs. His he he gave him the Dak Award. Take. 0-5. Well, 0-6, rather. Mm. Mm. All right. That's, Moving that's on. Right. So, so that means it, on this point total they, that we got going now for the playoffs, we're doing two points for the Super Wild Card round, right? And four Correct. points for this round? Correct. So that means Beater has 10 points. Me and you have four. G and Tate, you know, got uh, to scratch the chalkboard this time. All right. So I'll start with Tate since he's in last place. This weekend, starting first game up, Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me, give me Baltimore to cover uh, because of the – because Baltimore's the better team. Houston is a young upstart. They did good thus far. Weather conditions going to affect the team. They play in the dome. So I like Baltimore to cover the nine to win – to win by at least 10, probably something like 31 to 17 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, you I, want to you up? Give me the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Baltimore Ravens is 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 focused, ultra focused to get on to the Super Bowl. I like the Baltimore Ravens to possibly even blow them out. I and, and pay, I want to point some out. Daquan, I mean Cook, Dalvin Cook. I'm gonna point that out. I'm gonna keep running coming right back to Dalvin Cook. Because he's going to be a factor. He's going to be a factor. All right. So I'm going to give my take on this. I got Baltimore winning, but I got Houston keeping it close. Houston covered nine and a half, which is this is I'm just not noticing this. Both number one seeds in both in the in both conferences are playing on Saturday. And they're both nine and a half point favorites. This time, yeah. I'm going to start with you, G. Yeah. Those Packers are going into House of Horrors. I don't think they've won there in the playoffs since that Terrell Owens catch. But they are yeah. nine and a half point dogs playing a playing the uh Brock Purdy led Niners. How you see it? Man, the Green Bay Packers are lightweight scary. And the reason why they are is because they don't know any better. They're so young and they don't know any better. They don't know that they're not supposed to go get Molly by the 49ers, right? And when a team doesn't know. They're scary. They're scary, man. So I think the 49ers win, but I don't think they cover the spread. I think the Niners win, but they, I don't think they cover the spread. So that's where I'm going with that pick. So you let that performance against the team you say is trash. You said Cowboys are trash. You let the Packers' performance against them is influencing you. I think that you're, they're so hmm. young, they don't know any better. I really uh, think I, heard, I heard you right. I heard you right. You know, there's a little waffle going there. Tell you how you see this. Fine. <laughs> what's the what's the spread again? Nine and a half. I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay with the points, man. I feel like they're mm. running, they running game. San Francisco gonna come out a little rusty. Um, I got the Niners winning. 24 to, to 16. So, yeah, give me give me Green Bay with the points. G says they don't know no better. They're going to – San Francisco is going to teach them some 
come Saturday. They're going to learn today. Niners by big. All right, moving to Sunday. We got the Detroit Lions hosting their second playoff game since who knows when. I don't think, you know, I, I, my grandparents are still running these streets when back, back in they was doing this. Now, Detroit is hosting yeah. <laughs> Detroit is hosting Tampa Bay, the Bakers, Baker-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are a six-point dog going into Detroit. Tate, you up, you up to you up to the plate. Man, you know what it is already, man. Detroit, huh? Detroit over everybody. Good to see. All right. All right, man. Oh, it's six right now. So, you know, you ain't got to worry about that hook. Okay. All right. You still got him. Okay. G. You ran with him? So, Detroit's defensive backfield is a suspect, bro. Mm -hmm. And what's Tampa Bay's strength? Their wide receivers. That's their strength. Cam Sutton's going to get cooked. Mike Evans might go for 200. Okay. <laughs> He's going to get cooked. Cam Sutton is going to get cooked. So <laughs> I'm taking Detroit, but I really don't want to. And it's going to be okay. close. I think it's right. right on the money line. I think it's right on the money line. And right Detroit six. wins okay. late. Yeah, Detroit wins late. Okay. Um, you're not wrong about Detroit having a weakness in that secondary, but you only told half of the story. Tampa Bay is also pretty garbage in that back half of the defense always. The, this game is going to be decided um, with the front seven of both of these teams. Whoever Whoever's unit of that part plays best is going to, is, is going to win this game. Detroit's, all, Detroit's wide receivers are better than Tampa, Tampa Bay's wide receivers, and so is their running game. I got right. Detroit taking care of that six. All right, last game of the weekend – I'm tired of the, I'm tired of these two teams playing. Kansas City is going to see Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes' first official road game of his playoff career. G, bring us home. They are okay. two and a half point dogs. The, the the Chiefs are. Yes, the defending uh, Super Bowl champs are dogs. Hey, I already done told you. Don't let Mahomes boy warm up. It's already done happened. Give me the Mahomes boy. KC and Buffalo, bro. KC they gonna they, they gonna handle their business. They gonna handle their business. My homeboy ready to ride. Yeah, he's still in my takes, G. I, I I like that in you. I like that in you. Hey man, I didn't know you said that. Me and you ain't talking, but but I, I, said, I said it on this show. <laughs> yeah, about my homeboy letting him warm up, I, man. I, I, we were talking. It was it was a few episodes back, man. This is when we were still trying to figure out who the Steelers are going to play in the playoffs. I told you, get them early. Because once yeah. they once they warm up, it's it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Gee, uh, take last pick of the weekend. Don't get fine. Nah, he's good. He's good. I got I got uh <clears throat> I got Buffalo man. It's time for yeah. It's time for Patrick Mahomes to go on the road and take a L, man. Ooh. When he he played in Buffalo one time, the one time he played in Buffalo was the COVID year. Wasn't no fans there. He about to go see something real crazy. It's going to be different than it is in Kansas City. He ain't never experienced it. Josh Allen got something he want to prove. He want to get this one bad. He, so he's going to do everything. Run, roll, throw deep. Stephon Diggs going to have a big game. And them tight ends again. Give me uh, yeah. 
Give me Buffalo. Cover two and a half, you, right? Yep. You are you you're right, Tate. Uh the last time he went there, he did there were no fans. He didn't have to worry about getting snowballs and dildos thrown at him, you know, anytime you you know get into the end zone. Like the, you know. Ridiculous. <laughs> they, the NFL need to look at that mess. It was ridiculous. Well, go ahead, I, man. <laughs> That's man, funny. total. I'm still mad at that man. They were throwing snowballs and stuff at the at Deontay Johnson and at Pickens. Man, they get up yeah. out of here. Deontay got caught the deal though. So, sure uh, but did. everybody, <laughs> sure did. Uh, for me, <laughs> for me, I um, I'm kind of torn on this. I think I think Kansas City, Kansas City wins, but it's definitely going to be close, just like that two and a half uh, spread indicates. Um, because these two always play each other close. Um F it, man. I, I, I'm gonna take if I got it to. I, I guess Kansas City wins by three. So I take Kansas City. Facts. All right, fellas. And this what is for four points, point? right? Yeah, for four. It's yeah, four. I gotta take I gotta take those chances, get back in, get back in the running. Yeah. I got Kansas City to Kansas City to cover. Yeah. You pay Kansas City too, big G? Yes, sir. Sure did. Who be dirt pick? I don't remember. Buffalo. He got. He took two underdogs, so I think it was Kansas City. Yeah, he took Kansas City. Did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Y'all ready to go ahead and get out of here? Yep, we to the end of the show. We, it's that we, magic time. We need to touch on no NBA, but uh, Denver just beat Boston in Boston, one hundred two, one hundred. It ain't revved up yet. Hey, listen. For all those out there, go back and listen to the That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, where we had the fellas over there from the Chicago Bulls, man. That was a great podcast, man. We had a lot going on. There was goat talk. There was a lot of stuff, man, with the between the Bulls and the Cavs. So if you can, check that on FFSN for sure. You know, And while you're listening, please make sure that you go back and listen to me, Tate Boy Fresh, on Wednesdays with Pump Your Breaks podcast. This last week was a classic because we got into some touchy subjects for a lot of Steeler fans. But you need to listen because from the truth, we can get anywhere. Make sure you always check us out on the Homies Podcast and Homies Overtime on Fridays with me, Pay, and B-Dirt and Tate Boy Fresh. Swing over and watch the Know-It-Alls on Fans First Sports Network across the board with my boy Mod and the homie to talk about all sports-centric stuff. Make sure you catch us on That's Rather Cavaliers, as already mentioned. And please listen to me on the Level Up podcast weekly with my boy Andy P, man, as we get into this bananas mess that we call the transfer portal and coaching changes in college football. Pay, I'm going to swing it to you, bro. And I just want to say I'm thankful for everybody showing up on Friday. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us, giving us some of your Friday time. I know you could be anywhere in the world, probably Indulging going indulging in margaritas and tacos, which I'm about to go get get myself. My, um, but while you're at it, while you're headed to wherever you got to go, check out DBC, the Bear Claw. We got the hottest conversation around the NFL. We got a series for this offseason, Justin versus Caleb, part two dropping soon. Go check out part one. It was a great show. We had a couple of guests uh, interviewing, giving their opinions. It was a good debate. It was, you know, it was kind of first take-ish. Kind of first take-ish if I do say so myself. Mm. Also, as as G said, the Shot City Bulletin Board. It's about halfway into the NBA season. 
The Bulls are still trying to fight for respect. They might be pulling off the biggest trade in the NBA season soon. So we'll be there with you with all the all the breaking news, all the takes. You can find us so anywhere you get your pla- uh, your podcast, any platform. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Ask Alexa to ask Alexa to play us. She got she'll take care of you. Pandora, Amazon Music, we're everywhere. Check us out. Find us at the Frustrated Chicago Sports Fan on YouTube. We're also on TikTok. We're also on Facebook. Come holler at us. We we ain't got nothing but for content and a good time for you. Check us out. Take boy fresh. Do what you do and get us out of here, bro. The Bulls can be involved in the biggest trade in the NBA. Oh yeah. With with who? Zach Levine is getting up out of there. Yeah, but that's not a big trade. That would be the biggest one this season. Bigger than Pascal Siakam? Yes. Pascal Siakam and Zach Levine? Are you serious? Zach Levine is like like a 30-point score. He's he's leading somebody somewhere. There you go, Tay. Yeah, I mean, because Pascal is coming with experience, ring experience. Facts. all Zach do is heist up shots. So, but that's okay, yeah, man. Sounds sound, sound, sounds like another another simo dual cast we need to do and talk about have some of these things out on the football side on the basketball side of things. Mm. But yeah, or we can get back here next week and actually talk some NBA because it'll be less football games to talk about. We'll be down to the final four. Final four. Yeah. I'm sure you all can find some college football to talk about. That's Big Always. G, man. I don't, I don't necessarily know as much as him about that. I not necessarily. I don't know, but thanks everybody for tuning in. Everybody in the live chat, man. Thanks for spending the time with us, Tim, Sean Gurley. That dude is lame. Sean Gurley. Uh-huh. That's a, oh, that's uh-huh. you, Big G. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear, you hear you be called Sean, man. I've been calling you Big G since about '94. But uh, Tate, get to the bench, Tate. Get to the bench. <laughs> Hey, man, well, get to the benches that Phoenix take you had, the Phoenix Suns take you had. I still man. got a book, book, lit them up like a Christmas tree, 5-2. Okay. And I t- told, y'all, told y'all about the Clippers, but we'll see. But until next week, man, be sure to check out, check us out Sunday on the Know It All podcast, then double back on Wednesday, the Pump Your Breaks podcast back here next Friday, and all the other podcasts on Steel Curtain Network and the Fans First Sports Network. Support, support, support. If, you, if you're not doing nothing, sit in your car, go to the go to the uh, Spotify or Apple wherever you get your podcast and search FFSN and that team and give us a listen. Facts. You know? So until next week, thank everybody for joining us. We out. <laughs>